0: As the Steelers wrapped up their first full padded practice of training camp Wednesday, there were some clear winners on who showed out and showed up at Heinz field during that practice. I'm going to go over them, including the star running back that they drafted in the first round this year, Najee Harris, who looked extremely impressive both in our backs on backers drills and in full team drills when it was 11 on 11 going first team versus first team that is another running back that's showing up and a linebacker who was showing up all during that practice right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things. On the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, if you're enjoying this show on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey. That's A U D A C Y Odyssey. You can download us anywhere there. And if you leave a five star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's dive right into it. As we have been hyping up, Steelers finally put on the pads at training camp. There was physical contact. There was excitement. There were fans in the stadium, which was really awesome to see. Remember, if you're a Steelers fan out there and you're trying to make a training camp practice, you can get those tickets for free on Ticketmaster. Just look look them up. It's just first to come, first serve. It was nice and spread out. You got to explore the Great Hall if you haven't been there yet or if you've never been there in Heinz Field. It's a great time. I got to watch from my tent while I was doing Steeler Nation Radio with Wes Euler from 1 to 4. I'll be there all the way through Saturday. So if you're doing, if you want to check me out there, you can hear me there as well as four to six with Adam Crowley on student nation radio, but let's dive right into what the highlights of the full padded practice. Now, every year, if you're a Steelers fan, who's ever been a training camp, the number one thing we all look forward to when we know it's coming is backs on backers. Now, what is backs on backers? It's a series of drills where everybody's going off into different groups and you're seeing each group's offensive group go against the matching defensive group. The Offensive linemen go up against the defensive linemen. The tight ends go up against the edge rushers. And the running backs face the linebackers. And, man, does that get exciting every year because we've seen over the years, we've seen some crushing battles. We, see, we saw Le'Veon Bell. He used to bury people. Vince Williams was a master at that. Ryan Chazier and Le'Veon Bell, they used to just it used to be like lightning and thunder just cracking in against each other, which is insane. But this year, there's no Vince Williams, no Le'Veon Bell, It's a new face in Najee Harris. So there's a lot of there's a lot of questions like who's going to get matched up with who? Najee Harris came out and showed up and really impressed Mike Tomlin, not just for burying anyone, but for his attitude to get in the mix. The first time he ran backs on backers, he went up against Marcus Allen, Steelers safety that has kind of rotated into the linebacker group because he's more of a box safety that's not as rangy, but he likes to be physical. The first time they go up against each other, Najee kind of wins, but not all the way. But it's a good mix-up, like you know, the two guys. It's an admirable effort from both, and immediately Najee says, "Run that back!" I want it again. And Mike Tomlin, you can see the smile on his face. He and he said afterwards, "It's like I like that kind of stuff." But that's what Mike Tomlin lives for. He's all about seeing who wants to get into the hitting, who wants to get into the the, the deep part of football, the hard parts of football, who gets excited for that kind of kind of stuff because that shows him that you're a football person, that you're really about your craft, that you're really about doing the things that this team's going to need you to do. Najee Harris, the next time around did much better, crushes Marcus Allen and looked really good doing so. Now to understand backs on backers, isn't Oklahoma's. They're not charging at each other and full on tackling each other. It's basically like, the running back is in protection, and the linebacker is blitzing, and so the running back's job is to stop the the linebacker from getting to a coach who's standing there, as the you know being the you know artificial quarterback of the drill. Najee Harris stu- stood him up, and there were some good there were some good matchups all around. Everyone kind of had like their interesting moments, but Najee Harris was the one that everyone was looking at. And then at the end of the drills, they brought him back up, and they put him up against Robert Spillane who, as you know, crushed Derrick Henry last year in that Titans game. And they're expecting him to kind of be that guy that works underneath of Devin Bush at the linebacker group this year. To go in, be physical, hug blitz, which if you don't know what that means, basically they're reading the running back. And if the running back's staying in, you go blitz and you crush the running back and get to the quarterback or play underneath coverage. So matching up with Robert Spillane, who's basically going to take on the Vince Williams role this year, He did very well, and he stoned Robert Spillane. Didn't like you know pancake him or anything, but he stood him up, held his ground, and made sure Spillane couldn't get to the to the quarterback. And when that happened, Ben Roethlisberger ran over, jumped up, and shoulder bumped Najee and was all over him and celebrating because Ben Roethlisberger saw this guy can block because he knows. With this year's offensive line, with how young it is, with how they've never played together before, and really none of them have ever played in the position that they all have been, that they're about to be in with the Steelers for a full season, there's a lot of questions about protection. And even though it's Ben's back and he sounds confident and he's looking good right now, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, man, I don't got Dave DeCastro, I don't got Marquis Pouncey. I don't got Bella Nueva, Ramon Foster's retired. My whole line's gone. Man, I, I'm, this is going to be interesting. But seeing Najee Harris come up and make a block like that as a rookie, that had to excite him. And then when they went to 11 on 11s, first run play they call, first play they call is a run to the weak side. Najee Harris cuts it up, gets five yards, and then is is taking on five Steelers defenders as they try to bring him down. And he looked good doing it. And I'll tell you what, when when we saw that play live, Wes and I were calling the we're calling the radio. We can't say what exactly was happening, but we can like kind of just give a general context. You could hear the entire crowd at Heinz Field be like, "Whoa, this is crazy! Let's go!" Because everyone wants to see that energy from Najee Harris, because everyone knows how important he is to this team's hopes in 2021 and moving forward. Now it should be noted. After that gain of five yards, the defense put the clamps down. And this is what I told y'all was going to happen. That young offensive line that's forming things, that's figuring things out, they're going up against a defensive front that's the best in football, that's led the NFL in sacks for four straight years. That was the third best defense in the NFL last year. And that was with missing several key pieces. There's a lot of pride on the line when it comes there. So Najee didn't get to explode too much in the 11-on-11s, but he did show why he's a bad dude. But then... Also in seven shots, also in other drills, you saw Najee Harris catching the ball, getting open, beating Devin Bush on some routes, being the all-around guy they drafted him to be. And that's what they're going to need him to be this year. If they're going to want to take the next step, improve the run game, improve the efficiency of the offense, and work this young man in to be a centerpiece for Ben Roethlisberger. Najee Harris was exciting. And will probably continue to be exciting. Every step of the way, all we've heard from us, every Steelers coach, every Steelers player, is that he looks ready and prepared before the drill even starts. But there's another running back out there who's getting some hype too and getting some interesting looks in some of the drills. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our sponsors at rockauto.com. Now, rockauto.com is a place where when you need car parts, you can save time and money when you go to Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts that you can get at a chain store or a car dealership when you can just get it from the seat of your own home while you're looking at online at rockauto.com? For example, if you look up a Honda Odyssey right now, a fuel pump can charge about $353 when you're at the chain store. But that, that $353 drops to $216 when you go to Rock Auto. Remember, Rockout is a family business. They serve do it. They've been serving do it yourselfers for over twenty years, and Rockout's prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you could need from brake parts to tra- to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the find the solution that you need for your auto parts that you need for your car go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts available to for your car or truck murder right locked on l o c k e d o n in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need Visit rockauto.com today. I'm Chris Carter. We're going to keep rolling here on the Locked On Steelers podcast right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I am your host, Chris Carter. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Let's get to talking about still about this running back situation. Now, we talked about Najee Harris. You know how important he is. But you also know there needs to be a second option. Running back is a very demanding position. It's going to demand a lot of contact. There's going to be times when he needs to take a break. It's going to be games where he might be a little too banged up to play. And we saw with last year. James Connor's gone. Benny Snell didn't really show that he was the answer. Anthony McFarley really really didn't get a chance. So who's going to be the backup options for? Najee Harris and how will they even be used in the Steelers offense well we're starting to get a little bit of sense of that now we're not allowed to report as reporters who who attend training camp we're not allowed to report what we see in the pre when they're doing the walkthroughs because that's private information that's stuff that can't go out but now the Steelers have done some open practices and fans were able to videotape it and tweet it and see what they and you know from the stands and everything we can't talk about what we saw there And I'll tell you what, you're seeing Anthony McFarland getting worked in quite a bit. You can see this guy, remember, they drafted him in the leader rounds last year out of Maryland. Didn't really get a chance to to work. And it was a little also unfair for Anthony McFarland, as well as every other rookie in the Steelers training camp last year. Because they didn't get a preseason. Now, Chase Claypool and Alex Highsmith obviously made the best of it, but not everybody can play like those guys. But Anthony McFarland was is was a guy that was kind of, you know, the afterthought last year in the backfield. But now he's getting a little bit more of a chance. You're seeing him line up in different spots in the offense. And he's getting some handoffs, but he's also getting some targets in the passing game. But they're also finding ways to work jet sweeps to him. Remember, this is Matt Canada's offense now. The new offensive coordinator that took over last year. was the quarterback coach. And Matt Canada was once the interim head coach at Maryland when Anthony McFarland was having his best days. If you go look at his college tape, he blew up, I believe it was against Ohio State for a game. But he's had, he's had he always flashed, hey, he's explosive. When he gets in space, he's very dangerous. But he had to bulk up. And one thing he revealed after practice was over is that he did bulk up about five pounds because he knew he needed to get stronger. He also needed to work on his vision. He said he's still working on his vision and his patience and understanding the reads as far as what keys he has to pay attention to. Now remember, if you're a running back in the NFL, when we're talking about a keys you need to read, generally every position has a key to read, something to focus your eyes on and make sure that you want to react to this thing that 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 we're having you watch right here. But running backs, it can be very complex. Because not only do you have to pay attention to how the defense lines up, you have to know what your offensive line is doing. You have to know what their what their normal processes are and how they work through a play, what concepts you're running behind, and then you need to know, need to learn how to use that patience that you're gonna that you're gonna see and say, okay, when do I explode through the hole? Which blocker do I follow? When is it that I should actually go start to pick up and accelerate? to get to full speed because that was one thing that Le'Veon Bell did oh so well throughout his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He he would run up into into the mix in the line of scrimmage. His feet would always stay chopping, and he would keep his eyes open. And as soon as he found that one crease, bang, he'd be gone. And not gone for a touchdown, but gone for four, five, six, seven yards. And he did that consistently. And when you keep doing that consistently, you wear a defense down. Now, Najee Harris looks like that. He was being very patient. He did that. I mean, that's what he did at Alabama. Even when Alabama's offensive line was getting blown up by, by certain teams because they were selling out stuff to run, he found ways to stretch a play out, buy himself more time, get himself space to then have to have, be able to make a one-on-one move with the guy, beat that man, and then salvage more yards out of the play. Now, Anthony McFarlane ain't there. But he's certainly looking a lot more comfortable than he did last year. The Steelers are not afraid to throw him the football either. Whether And he's learning how to run some different routes. And again, it's not just simple handoffs. They're lining up kind of along the line of scrimmage, like a tight end, like an H-back, motioning him around, moving him around. And this is where Matt Canada's genius comes into play as an offensive coordinator at times. He looks for mismatches. He looks for places where he can maximize, I'm getting our player, Who's very good against their player who's either not very good or will be in in a compromised position. That's something he did at Pitt for many years. And I've talked about this in the podcast a lot over the past offseason. But when he when he used to when he was the offensive coordinator for the Pitt Panthers, the year that they beat the Deshaun Watson led Clemson Tigers, they were the only team that beat Clemson that year as they went on to win the national championship. Their offense worked because he used jet sweeps. He used ways to say, hey, we're going to isolate this defensive end over here. We're going to force him to make a very tough decision to either commit to one thing or commit to the other. And if he commits to one, we have a chance to read it and react to it and get around him and then have a big play. Those are the type of things you can force when you have good athletes on your offense. Now, last yesterday's episode, which you should check out, where I talked with Dina Pietro and Josh Axelrod, we talked about the tight end position and how those athletes And they got a nickname for their crew now and how those athletes are going to play into this offense. The running backs, I think, are going to play into it in a very similar way. Not in the same way schematically, but in the same way that they're going to use these young guys to be physical, but to create matchup problems. Because remember, Najee Harris is not afraid of lining up out wide. And in fact, they did a couple times during the the open team drills that everyone could see. But they also did it with Anthony McFarland. Now, if you've paid attention to my film breakdowns and my explanations of the problems that the Steelers went up against in the playoffs against the Browns, the Browns were more than happy enough to bring out Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and run the ball with them with, on the, with them on the field at the same time, but also then motion them out and put them out in space and have a passing play. And the matchup problems it caused for the Steelers, who were short on linebackers, short on cornerbacks, short on edge rushers. So the Steelers, not to copy the Browns, but that's a, that's a concept that you see the Patriots have used over the years. That's a concept that you see when a team has multiple athletic running backs who can make moves in space, who can run good routes, who can catch the ball in space. They're going to use that to their advantage. They're going to find their mismatches. And that's what I think the Steelers are going to try to do. Now, we saw only a few times today. Anthony McFarlane did fumble once. But you see, it's something that they're working on. And that dual running back threat, May be a real thing. The other running back I see standing out really well. Kalen Balaj, The free agent they signed over the uh, the offseason. Nothing spectacular. But consistently solid across the board. Looks good understanding the concepts and running behind it. Looked good in backs on backers. Looks like he understands how to to help with protection. And as I said in the offseason. When he was signed and we knew they were going after Najee Harris, that was a you-better-watch-your-back to all the young guys who were on the roster in the running back room, including Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell. Because if you're not on your game, it's that, that running back room is most likely going to be Najee Harris, Derek Watt at fullback, we know that's the case, but Najee Harris, one guy from that room, and Kalen Balash. So right now, it's interesting to see Anthony McFarlane getting more opportunities in those 11-on-11 11 11 drills that we're seeing play out live at training camp in front of the fans. We'll see if that holds pace. We'll see how he continues to adapt and grow over these next few weeks of training camp at Hines Field. But there was another player who really stood out from, from that same draft class in that practice. Well, there are a few of them, actually. But there's one who stood out with physicality. And set a real interesting tone for how the rest of training camp may go if he makes the strides he did. We'll talk about that player in this next segment. But first, I got to talk to you about our friends at BetOnline.ag, our online sportsbook experts. With football season approaching, you'll want to get on all the gambling action at BetOnline.ag, which is the world's best online sportsbook. You can get all the odds on records, stats, awards, and season winners on the NFL season right at BetOnline.ag. Pittsburgh fans. The over under for for wins for your team this year is set at eight and a half wins, which means as long as Mike Tomlin Steelers avoid their first losing season in his time coaching, you'll be able to win money easily at betonline.ag. You can also bet on all the MLB action going on this summer. But before the next pitch or the first snap, go over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And remember, if you sign up today, You can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one word. And then you'll be able to reap your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit on BetOnline.ag. And that is BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Chris Carter here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We write back with another player who impressed in the first day of pads after this break. I'm Chris Carter back here on the locked on Steelers podcast. Remember you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter critiques, as you see here below. Um, but I wanted to talk to you real quick about a defensive player who really stood out. And it might've been the defensive player who stood out. Alex Highsmith. You've been hearing me hype him all off season. Even when they signed Melvin Ingram, I'm like, I'm not so sure that Melvin Ingram is just going to walk in here and just be like, all right, Alex, pff, bye. Go to go, go sit on the bench for the rest of the game. We don't need you. Alex Highsmith. Is ready. And Haley showed that in the first day of pads. And backs on backers, he did very well. Had a really good spin move on Dan Moore Jr. Now, granted, Dan Moore Jr. a rookie, a fourth round draft pick out of Texas A&M. Not a stellar, not not, not a stellar player yet. You know, he's f- figuring out what it means to be in the NFL. But Alex Highsmith is showing that he does know what it means to be in the NFL. He's been working on his craft, and as I said. Last year, this guy has several different pass rush moves. Now, you need to polish him. He need to get a little bit sharper, maybe a little bit quicker with his step, maybe a little quicker with his hands. But in doing it, if if he does that, if he does that the way, uh, I, I think it's a little much to put TJ Watt on him. But if he does it kind of like how TJ Watt improved his pass rush moves, he may quickly become a, one of the better edge rush threats in the nfl now i'm back to on backers he impressed but especially in 11 on 11 that guy was making tackle for loss after tackle for loss after tackle for loss i think i saw three of them out there now granted a bunch of those were against dan moore jr a rookie but still he was getting up in there was finding the running game. And remember when I talked about how Najee Harris on the first play, he busted for five yards, but then the rest of the time, they shut him and all the other running backs and receivers down who were getting runs out of the backfield, even the jet sweeps. Most of the time, it was Alex Highsmith doing the work who was crushing people. And I should also say that Melvin Ingram was doing the work too. Now, they held T.J. Watt out of the practice. They didn't want him to do too much because here's the thing. We all know what T.J. Watt's going to do. He don't need that much practice. They need to see what some of these guys – are going to be like they need to test them and see how they're going to go. And Alex Highsmith, one of those guys, they need to see how he's becoming coming his second year. They need to see Melvin Ingram. Okay, how healthy are you? How active are you? Ready to get with your new team? T.J. Watt, you were just the runner up to Defensive Player of the Year, and really for a second year, you were we were a runner up for Defensive Player of the Year. They know how good he is, but they want to see all these other guys, and I think that's that's really exciting to hear and see. Alex Highsmith turning heads the way he is. And listen, there's other people that have been pressing at these these first padded practices as well. Deontay Johnson's route running, A1. Still got it. There was a report out there that he had several drops. I was watching the whole practice. There was only one that I would even classify as maybe a drop. But he looked really good. Chase Claypool looked on fire. James Pierre. I know Tony Serena is probably watching this somewhere and he'll bring this up in our Tony Tuesdays. Cause he started the James Pierre hype train back in March, but James Pierre number 42, the undrafted guy they had come in last year and earn a spot through special teams. And now he's looking like he might be a corner. He made some plays out there. He was trailing James Washington, breaking up some passes, looking really solid, solid buddy Johnson broke up a pass in some defensive drills. There's some guys out there that are showing really interesting potential, but again, as I've said a million times on this podcast, it's not about how you flash your potential. It's about being consistent day in and day out. Because, you know, all these guys, they're athletes. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have made it to the NFL if they weren't some of the best athletes in the world. But what determines if you're a professional NFL player who earns their stay in the NFL is, be, is if you show up that way every single day, then you're a pro. And we'll get to see if they can start that journey of continuing to show up every day with another training camp practice today, Thursday, at Heinz Field, as they continue training camp practices. Which again, you can you can attend if you have if you are able to get some tickets online. Again, they're for free. Check out Ticketmaster, see if they still got some seats in Heinz Field. I'll be under I'll be under a tent in the Ford Fan Zone under the the Jumbotron at Heinz Field. If you want to come, say hi. Shout out to Patrick Witt. A uh, longtime fan of the podcast and fan of Steeler Nation Radio. He came over, said hi to me and Wes Euler. Don't be afraid to approach us now. If we doing a show, we can't like respond. We might be able, like, wave at you. But if you wait to a commercial break, we will be more than happy to say hi, shake your hands, you know, you know, catch up with you. We thank anyone who takes the time to come and say hi to us because that means you're you're a fan of the show and it's fans like you that keep us going. So I'll be there with more on training camp and tomorrow's podcast on for Friday's episode on lockdown Steelers, we we'll break down more of what's happening there. And I got some more thoughts of what's going on around the NFL and how it could impact the Steelers plans for the rest of this year. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the lockdown Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening, for watching here on YouTube or on Apple, Spotify, Google podcasts, or Odyssey. Remember to subscribe to us on any of those platforms. And it would really help us if you can t- if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you're not already. And if you're on Apple, please rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Again, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter, at Carter Critique. Same same thing for my my Instagram handle. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming your way with Locked On Steelers. We're finishing up this week and continuing all throughout training camp to get you ready for that first preseason game. Because, hey, it's Thursday. It's a week away from the Hall of Fame game when the Steelers take on the Cowboys, and we finally get to see our first lick of preseason action in over Two years. I'm excited. I know you are Steelers fans. Stay tuned for Locked On Steelers podcast. We got more coming your way.